Just tell me when we're going, and I'll be ready. The music means we're going. Oh, fuck. Jesus. Uh, what will I learn? People ask me. Yeah. When do you guys edit? How long does it take you to edit? <laughs> I go, we never fucking edit. Edit what? Jeez. All right, it's Dave and Jeff. It's January 23rd. Oh, my God. 2020. Great. 2020. Yeah. I'm Hugh Downs. <laughs> I thought I was so creative on New Year's Eve when I posted a picture of Hugh Downs at midnight. Yeah. And it said, I'm Hugh Downs, and this is 2020. But I forgot for like the last 20 years he did it with Barbara Walters. And when fucking guys like Tommy Sablon are doing the joke, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm pulling that down. <laughs> Not doing that shit. Not this guy. So, uh, Was 2020, though, a show that you would watch or you just remember your parents watching? Well, I like the one when John Stossel got ear smacked never by forgot Dr. It. D. Never forgot it. Oh, you think that's fake? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Guys like you. And then Barbara Walters talking to him afterwards. John. I hear it's been tough for you. It hurts. If I'm on the street and I hear loud noises, it hurts. When a bus goes by, it hurts. I was just doing a story like I always do. No, you weren't, you fucking yeah. twerp. You went down to a guy three times your side, and you're like, eh, you know, I think this is fake. And next thing you know, you were fucking dragging your 140-pound shithead self up off the ground. A Madison Square Garden. He boxed both his ears. God, he smacked him. <laughs> and then, how about this shit today? Yeah. So you put that video up of Chris, uh, you say it's Costa. There's a really unbelievable video of a guy. Man, you see these, they're on 30 second fights or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two guys will square off. Yep. And then one guy will hit the other guy, and that guy drops like he's just done. And, uh, Dave, I judged, no joke, I judged over 200 amateur fights. Yeah. I've been to, I don't know how many MMA boxing fights, whatever. Dude, I, I legitimately am fascinated by the human biology that allows a guy to be knocked out that quick. I mean, just he drops and the arm goes over his head. And then another guy jumps in, yeah. and they kind of run around for a little bit, and then guy A starches guy C. Yes. He knocks out B and C. <laughs> Two. Boom. <laughs> and you go, fuck. <laughs> and people are screaming, yes. and it's just complete mayhem. And I watch that video, and yes. I go, wow. And then I don't, Chris in Carlsbad or Jeff in Carlsbad, Steve in Carlsbad. Hey, why are you posting this? <laughs> well, what the fuck? That's what offends you? It's so great. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, there's blowjobs yes. and, and guys getting hit by fucking cars and everything else. And that yeah. that was your breaking point? <laughs> Two fucking assholes that start shit and got knocked out? Hey, I tell you what, Okay. If there's trouble at the bar, yes, you, Ken and Carlsbad or whoever, you go pull the fucking cars exactly. around, and me, Dave, <laughs> miserable Padre fan, and Leisure Fryer will handle the heavy lifting. <laughs> Just stay the fuck out of the way. Hey, hey, time out. <laughs> Why is this here? Come on, good neighbor. You're better than that. I, fuck I've you. seen people die from that. <laughs> Yeah, people die from shoving shit up their ass, too. But Dave didn't put that video up. Where the fuck's the thank you? 
That's you, the first time I've ever given credit to Costa in any video. Uh, it's, yeah. See? Damn it. Damn it. So damn funny. God dang, I, I love that shit. I cannot get enough of some I of that just, stuff. It just tells you, Yeah. you better not start shit at the mall. <laughs> Because you get shoved down the escalator <laughs> or you get knocked out and somebody's going to be filming it and you're moving to Niobe, Kenra, uh, Kenya. Dude, somebody today put out 20 years ago today and it was the girl stomping on the grapes on the news. Oh, my God. And I, man, that is one of my favorite videos of all time. Just when she, well, don't play that for oh my Keith gosh. and Carl's bad. <laughs> He knows somebody who died doing that. Oh, my gosh. That girl falls off that platform. And then you just hear, uh. I can't breathe. Stop. 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 Yeah, she's trying to say cut. Like, she just wants the camera off her. Yeah. And then when they go back to the studio, oh, I think she's hurt. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> what part? The part where she wasn't breathing or the part she was crying? But I would just ask all of you. I, w- I would ask all. And I, listen, Stevie Woods is a brother to me. I. I don't know, like, like the wipeout shit. He's such a great sport about yeah. that shit. I thought he said he broke an ankle doing that. He did tell us that. But he said the other day he didn't. So he denied really? it. But I would just say for all of us, think about shit that you've done in your life. I remember when I blew my ACL out. Yeah. Oh, my God. The whole world stopped. <laughs> and if some asshole was there with his iPhone 4, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so for everybody, everybody yeah. has one, two, three. How many things yeah. in your life where you're like, oh, I don't want that shit up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're 100% right. I I tell you, thinking about that stuff right there, the, the one that I remember that it wasn't embarrassing, but it would be embarrassing if you saw it recorded. Yeah. Was I was, God dang, I think I was like 12 years old. And I go out for a pass. Buddy throws oh, me yeah. a pass. Nerf football, brand new orange Nerf football. Yeah. And Tennessee, there are trees all over the fucking place. I ran full speed into a goddamn tree. Right. Knocked, knocked me out. Two million views. Within yeah. Oh, Rex Chapman. Oh, dude, I couldn't. No joke. I, I thought I went blind. Like, I couldn't see when I came to. Yeah. Blocker charge. That'd and then, be you. That would be me. And then the lump on my forehead, I look like the fucking elephant, man. It was for, for like two days. I look yeah. at mom. I can't go to school. Look at my fucking head. Yeah. Jesus. No. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? Two million fucking views. Um, <laughs> Fast as you can run. Right into a motherfucking tree. Uh, a couple of radio notes for you. Okay. 90, 97.3 is absolutely demolishing. And they had all those layoffs. That's a shame. Well, we'll get to it. No, but I'm just kidding. They had no layoffs at 97.3, no, right? But 97.3 is demolishing um, 13.60. Yeah, so nothing's changed. Yeah, now here, I know what this is going to happen tomorrow. Hey, uh, where are you getting these numbers from? Can you post them? No. No, you cannot post them. No, I can't. And it's none of your fucking business. Just (laughs) trust that I know what I'm talking about, okay? Because we have people on the inside. Well, hey, I'm really interested. Where are these numbers? Hey, go find them. (laughs) Fuck, you want me to come over and make you a tuna fish sandwich too? Because that shit ain't happening. (laughs) Um, Every show except for Rome is a demolition yes and you go oh really yeah really and it's men 25 54 and adults 25 54 yeah and uh ben and steve solid solid win good well 
I shouldn't Mike, say that. If Mike was yeah, winning, the way you blurted that out, I don't think Mike would like to hear uh, that. I'm good. I I think Mike's been a good friend to you. I think he was here in the garage, but apparently that he does, was. That doesn't matter for anything. I don't. I don't dislike Mike. I didn't see Ben here, but I'm glad that means so much here that Mike was here. I just know that good. Woods listens to every show of ours, so good. All right. Well, that's true. I don't think Mike. I don't think Meg will let Mike subscribe for five dollars a month. That's so true. you're probably right. Uh, then we get to, but it's a solid, solid win for Ben and Steve. And this is for the holiday book. So I believe this was November and December um, that the numbers were going on. A lot of shit going on. Padres, NFL, all those kind of things. Well, really, because the Aztecs were undefeated and still are. Yeah, that shit's that's, going I'm, on too. That's my point. The Aztec station which shows you how much people care, didn't fucking change for shit. Um, Rome is losing to the herd. That's the one win for 1360. Yes. Coach is solidly winning at 12 noon over Darren. And Gwyn and Chris are demolishing the canyon cannons. Now, if I'm in extra, the one point that I would make for any of the shows... Yeah would be what you're looking at is the Nielsen numbers based on PPMs, which we've talked about in the past. This does not include streaming numbers. Fine. All I will tell you, that's fine. That may be the case, but that goes both ways. There could be people streaming Coach's show or Gwyn's show or Darren's show or Cannon's show. Doesn't matter. What matters is what the scoreboard shows, and the scoreboard shows... Solid, convincing wins across the board for 97-3 over uh, the guys at Extra. And I'm just wondering, Steve Kramer was let go at 93-3, as we thought. AJ and Gene are back in there. Once AJ, uh, or once Frankie V, excuse me, once Frankie came back from Boston, Dave, with all respect to Kramer, that had been an iconic show on the FM in that demo. It only made sense to put those shows back together. But if I'm Cole Lewis... Or anybody else that got blown out of that building. Yeah. And I'm looking at the numbers on the AM sports station, which is definitely seventh on the lineup. I'm like, I get fucking blown out? I get blown out and all those fucking shows survive? I'm wow. Gonna, dude, here's the deal. All right, I'm not going to give the exact numbers, mm -hmm. but I will tell you this. I'm looking at them right now. In the morning, and I was just teasing about Mike. Mike and Judd are both considered from friends. Literally do not register. At all. Yeah. Then you go to Darren literally does not register at all. Pretty close. Well, you need a, a 0 0.4 basically to register. They don't have yeah, a 0.4. Yeah, I mean, 4. he's still. Oh, you know what? I looked at overall men 25 to 54 to see how 97.3 was doing in the market against other stations, right? How yeah. are you doing against Rock 105? How are yeah. you doing against KGB? How are you doing against the hip-hop stations? Woods is probably top 15 in the market. Solid. Yeah. Um, the other shows are a little further down, but I didn't even look at KLSD, so I can't tell you where KLSD is in any of those. Not only men 2554, but adults 2554. According to to what I'm looking at right now, they basically don't register in any part. Well, I just... I mean, and, and again, that's... Darren didn't go to shit all of a sudden. The no. pro, The problem is, that, as we said, every every month he when we talk about this, it. 
You can't fucking hear it. And they don't market it. No. You don't see any commercials. You don't see any billboards. You don't see... I mean, I don't I don't get the UT, so I can't speak for that. But anyways, that would be that. And Dave, staying on radio... Jesus. Intercom yesterday blew out AJ and Sarah. AJ had been in the market for 20 years. Yeah. Sarah Perry... Pretty close in the market for about 20 years. She was at KFNB when we were there. Yeah. Um, Sunny, 98.1, had been doing really, really well. And so I can't tell you how AJ and Sarah were doing in the morning, but two incredibly well-liked, popular, talented people, uh, along with Hula, that find themselves on the street. Now, I sent a text message to uh, a friend. Yeah. And I said, hey, um, how about AJ and Sarah being let go? I didn't know that the show that came in on 94.9 that had replaced Woods, Jason and Dana, Dana and Jason, they also got let go. So that 94.9... That's two big stations, Dave. I don't know yeah. what happened with Jack Taylor. I hope Jack Taylor survived. I don't know that he did. But goddamn, man, in in what, a week? Yeah. Pretty iconic people. When you look at Jim McInnes, Cole Lewis, Kramer had done stuff. Chris Merrill had done stuff in this town. Then AJ, Sarah, I can't speak to the guys on 94.9 because I just don't know anything about their show. But man, oh, man. As AJ wrote on Facebook, this is a savage business and incredibly good dude. Incredibly good dude. Really, really sorry to hear that. You know, I, I know a lot of people, unless you're in the business either, you kind of want to know who's winning and who's last. You don't understand what the numbers mean, so I'm not giving you numbers. But as I, we say all the time, the newspaper business is, is on death's door. Mm-hmm. Looking at the numbers and the amount of people that are listening to the radio right now, mm-hmm. it is the lowest I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't know what the call letters are for Sonny, but you've got the adults six to nine, right? Yeah. I just, I don't know what their call letters are, but I'd be fascinated to know what, where, I don't know what, uh, I think 94.9 was KBZT, but I don't know for Sonny or what they were, but uh, man. AJ and Sarah had to be, I thought, were making money for that place. Again, I think, uh, just like we said last week, I think that 1360 will end up on 760. That will start changing things. Uh huh. At least that's their bet because, again, their hope, it, it but makes we're no 760. S- Nobody's listening well, to that shit. And so, well, 760 will change a format so it doesn't matter what they are. Their FM, 760's FM, is tied for 17th. Oh, great. Their AM, though, is 11th right now. Really? Wow. And so, and anyway, so when you sit there and you, you look at it, if that changes over and, and they finally can hear them, maybe things change in the market a little bit. But just like we said about, you know, Steve Hartman last week and they were making all those cuts or two weeks ago, whenever we were talking about it, you can't pay three guys to do a show when you end up with a 0.0. Ah, uh, they are. And they fire the other people who actually get numbers like Co. Yeah. I, I wonder for, if you want to hear Aztec games... Like I did the other night. Yeah. On whatever night they were playing Tuesday night, I wanted to hear them. I went to KGB. I don't go to Extra to hear the games. Yes. Yeah. 
So again, at night, 7 p.m. on, doesn't really make a difference on the bottom line. But anyways, not to spend a whole lot of time on that, uh, numbers came out and it's not even close. 97.3, very, very convincing wins across the board, pretty much from 6 a.m. to uh, to 9 p.m. or 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. Uh, the only difference being for the herd. And then uh, I'll tell you this. You know, you mentioned that fucking guy, Steve Woods, right? Yeah. Walked six guys today. Six guys in a, in row. a row. In a row. Dude, out of the game. Pull him. Where's the hook? Mud, mud one, pull him. Left him in. And he said Trevor Hoffman just shredded him the yeah, whole time. because no shit. Because that mud was like, hey, this is good. I used to do it all the time. Mud said, if you say one fucking word, mud didn't cuss. I cuss. Mud said, if you say one word about a pitcher during that show of yours this year, I'm coming through the radio. I told Woods, I go, you can't book either guy. Yeah. So he, I love it. I like it. Do you hear him, see him bragging before he walks successfully? Oh, yeah. It was going to be savage. They were, or they were going to be, what did he say? They were going to be humbled? Yeah. Because, and he said nobody was humbled. Yeah, because he learned, <laughs> he learned Andy Ashby's sinker. Yes. I fucking love this kid. He's the funniest dude I know. Fuck. Yesterday, I have scouts that are down there watching these games. Yes. They're watching every game. And I get a text message at about 11 o'clock yesterday morning. Yeah. That says your boy Woods just got hit by a guy pitching and the guy's 78 years old. And I sent Woods a text. I said, did you get hit at the plate today? He goes, yeah. I go, God dang, some 19-year-old kid throwing smoke? And he goes, nope. (laughs) Dude was 78. And he goes, they had... 78 years old or through 78 miles an hour. Dude was 78 years Holy old. Holy fuck. Now, I don't know. I got to ask Woods this. I don't know. Maybe he covered it. He said that fucking guy threw five innings. They had a guy 78 years old through five That's innings. Awesome. I go, That's goddamn great. He's having so much fun. It's a riot. Oh, yeah. It's a riot. But I will give him complete... Now, he also highlighted his offensive stats today. Yes. But they fucking mud throws him every day. Woods can't, he can't, he goes, I can't lift my arm. And Mud throws him out there again. I say no. In fairness to Steve, it's what? It's Thursday? Yes. It's got to be his third day in a row that he pitched. Plus, he was just at a tournament in Palm Springs. I told him on, I talked to him Tuesday night. And I go, uh, how'd you throw? He goes, I wasn't bad. I go, you know, they're going to fucking run you out there nine days in a row. Because I know I'm fucked. (laughs) So as much as I would like to give him shit about walking six guys, he's probably in three days thrown a thousand pitches without knowing what he threw in Palm Springs. Yes. And he probably doesn't have the energy to get out of the way of fucking uh, Gaylord Perry. Oh, my God. God damn that kid. But he was honest on everything. Yeah. I'll give him credit for that. He took his beating like a champion. I do like watching the videos. Yeah, that's exactly the, f- yeah. the fields that I coach on in the summer every June. So it's it's fun to watch. When he said, did you "See Orsillo come in today," I did. That was great. When those guys are sitting there saying, hey, "Nobody is hitting it out of here," and it made me laugh because it's the size of basically Petco Park. I mean, these are yeah. these are big fields. It's not you know even a high school. These are big freaking fields. Is it dry down there, Dave? Like altitude? I, I know I don't know altitude. Does but- it fly in January? I doubt it. Yeah, you know, I doubt it's flying out in January, but it's. When I coach in June, we get kids that are, believe it or not, 14 that can knock it out with a wood wow. bat, you know, and you sit there and go, man, I go, that kid's pretty goddamn good. <laughs> you know, you sit there and you shake your head when that happens. But somebody was teasing uh, Woods about how many home runs, and he's like, dude, nobody's hitting it out of here. Yeah. That, you aren't. 
But he said it's his second year they did it. Paulie's yeah. down there too. And uh unbelievable experience for those oh, guys. Absolutely. So I, I love I love all and, of it. Good for but, the Padres for, yes, for sending them. And having fun with all those guys, the whole deal. Um, I got an interesting story for you that is kind of developed a little bit this week. So um speaking of Paul, yeah. Paul and his fiance Megan live in La Mesa Village. Yep. And they live about a block away from Peter's clothing. Yes. And I feel like we were here Sunday night. So weren't we here Sunday night yeah. we, and we didn't? We haven't spoken about this. All right. So anybody, I lived in La Mesa for 12 years, I think. Pretty much 12 years. And really not far from the village at all. And I know that area because I'm there with my kids a lot. But I wasn't familiar with the clothing store. And so if you saw this video... Like we all did on Monday, uh, there was a gentleman who owns a clothing store in the village. The store is called Peter's. It's at the north end of the village. And there was a video that apparently had surfaced last week on social media of this guy who's 76 years old, and he's sitting on a bench out front of the store in daylight, and he has a woman that it's been described as homeless and may have challenges yeah. Um, is sitting on his lap and he has his face in her chest and people are taping it. And then on earlier this week, Monday or Tuesday, days kind of run into each other. Bunch of news crews went down there. Jamie Chambers went down there. Dan Plant was down there. A couple other news cameras went down and confronted this man about what are you doing with this homeless woman? Well, the guy, Peter, who owns the clothing store, went nuts and started chasing down the camera guys, got into an altercation with Dan Plant, knocked cameras around. It was kind of a big deal and perfect. As Mike Costa said, I thought Morton Downey Jr. passed away, (laughs) but it felt like the old Morton Downey Jr. show. So last night, I am with my sons, and we always go out. We'll do frozen yogurt. We'll do something on a Wednesday night. My sons had seen the clip, and they said, hey, Dad, where is that in the village? And I said, well, let's go. We'll go, and we'll drive over there. So we drove over to the village. We parked, and we were walking around, and I have a picture on my phone that I was going to tweet out, and it's my sons in the doorway, (laughs) and it was basically going to say, um... Hey, when my sons need a suit, the only place we shop is Peter's oh, in La Mesa. Come on down and bring your bring your mom. <laughs> That's what I thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I laughed. So, in the process of walking back to our car, we see that the back door is open. And there are a bunch of people that are in the building, none of which are Peter. Okay. And I see a guy come out, younger guy, and he is really visibly shaken, visibly shaken. And there is a woman who comes out, and you can see that she has been crying. And David, just kind of, you know it, I know it. I'm not making any, I've never met this man, I don't know anything about him. But I said to the guy, I go, hey, 
I go, you guys doing okay? Just because I was just curious because I knew we were coming here tonight. Yeah. And I just wanted to hear what this guy said. And he goes, you know, man, he goes, no, we're not. And he goes, this has been an unbelievable week. And he said, I own a business three doors down. And he goes, you asked, I'll tell you. He said, I've worked next to that guy for a long, long time. And he said, what you saw on that video isn't that guy. He goes, he's, I go, I've lived in La Mesa a long time. I said, if a guy's terrorizing the village, I think we know nothing fucking ever happens in the village. The village closes at eight. And this guy just shared some things with me. Yeah. Then he said, look, this is who he is. When you work next to each other on a small street, yeah. he goes, you see each other, you interact with each other, the whole thing. And he said, uh, he said he's battling demons right now. And he goes, what he did with that person was completely inappropriate. And I'm not making excuses for him. But he said, when you're trying to kind of get things back on track and you got cameras in your face going, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know how I would act. But he said, I'm just telling you, that's not who my friend is. And I just I just stopped, Dave. And I, I stopped because I was like, God damn, you know, it's so easy for me to tweet out, hey, when Jack and Kate are need a suit, we go to Peter's in La Mesa, bring your mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> funnier now. Yes. Right. And then you're like, dude, I just, I remember your shittiest days. Yeah. I remember my shittiest days. And I goddamn flashback to what my buddy Cheech told me when he was sitting in the bed dying of cancer. And he goes, everybody loves a tragedy, especially when it's not their own. Of course. And I go, God damn, if his words aren't living large right now. Like I said, Dave, I don't know the gentleman. I don't know any of the people involved. I just chose not to participate in the madness. But when you see guys that have known him for a long time, that have worked next to him, that are in his building and are cleaning up and doing things, and it was probably 830 last night. Yeah. It just kind of made me stop and say, hey, look, there's a lot of people impacted by this. Dan Plant will be okay. They can replace the camera. But I just go, fuck, man. We dealt with enough assholes that kind of showed up when you were going through what you went through with Jake. And uh, I said, I'm I'm just not going to be one of those guys. You know, when I'm watching the clip and I'm sitting it's there wild, going, right? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, and that's, well, I don't know what his mental state is. Obviously not great. But when he's charging at the cameraman mm-hmm. and the cameraman's backing up and not not basically enticing him to get angrier. And I'm going, okay, at what point can you physically protect yourself that the guy's invading your personal space? Yeah. And you're watching more people just pulling out phones and cameras already on them, but everybody's trying to get a clip for whatever their own purpose or for a lawsuit down the line, who knows? But as I'm sitting there watching, I'm, uh, I'm going, okay, that was me. Mm -hmm. I can only take so many steps backwards before I got to throw a punch. Right. You know, and because yeah. you don't know what his next move is going to be. My, right. my thought is always, if you think violence is about to happen, you, you better not wait for him to strike yeah. first. And that yeah. guy was completely in his personal space. Yeah. And look, I'm not judging Dan or Dan who got hit or the camera. I'm not. I'm I think not- a lot of people wanted to punch Dan over the years. 
You know, I mean, the fucking arrogant motherfucker goes on TV all the time and tells you he doesn't own a television. Dan? Dan does. I'm like, dude, you're in the TV business. Why should I watch if you aren't going to take time to buy your own fucking TV set? Dan's a legend in this Oh, he's a dipshit. (laughs) What are you saying? Dude, I'm I'm saying the guys at KUSI half-ass it. We all know it. KUSI backwards spells I suck. (laughs) It absolutely does. Get a new fucking set and get people that are actually normal looking. This is the weirdest news station what? in town. It is bizarre. Take that back. We all know it. Don't you dare if say somebody that said to about you, Paul Rudy. What is Paul Rudy? Dave Scott. Do? Oh. Dave has it cleaned his fucking suit in 15 years. Terry that same Burhans black suit. Worked there. Work. Rod there. Luck worked there. Yes. How did that turn out? He's a whack job. <laughs> we all you, know it. If somebody said to you, "What's someone moved here from Minnesota?" Yeah. Jeff, what's the best news station? What's the worst? Uh, you would say probably KFMB one. Fifth. Yes. And you go KUSI by far is the worst. I God, I hate that you would. answer. It's the truth. I'm concerned. Name a worse station that you don't even have to think about it. It's harder for you to think which one's the best than which one's the worst. Uh, Everybody says the same thing. Come yeah. on. Same I, fucking bullshit set forever. For since for Sandoval was there. Here's the funniest Fuck. shit ever about that place. Yeah. And I know the anchor's name. I'm not going to mention him. But if you, when you come into Hotel Circle... On the west end of Hotel Circle, the far, far okay. end by the Little League fields, yeah. there's like a, a Days Inn where you can see, uh, like they always have a free breakfast buffet, yeah. old-fashioned sign. Like, is Hotel Circle gets remade and all the old strip, um, like kind of small one-level motel places are yeah. torn out and replaced with nice hotels. There's still a few on either end that are still been there probably since 79. Oh, yeah. And there's a days in, but if you go north and you can barely fucking see it, there's like a little gray motel that's like the premier inn. <laughs> and I mean, fuck, this place, it's like, it's gotta be like 40 bucks a night, right? But whatever, we you know, we've all traveled. If you're just, if you're coming to San Diego and you're going to play golf, and you're going to sleep there, go fucking stay there, right? Why waste $1,000 on a room? But there was something that happened, and there was a huge flood on that place. This is five, six years ago. Okay. And I find myself on KUSI. And the guy who's the anchor goes, that's where I stay when I'm in San Diego. And you go, oh, shit. What? Like... Dude, that's like saying you stay at the no-tell motel. Like, yes, right? Yes. You don't fucking say that. You go, God dang, well, that's why I stay at the lodge at Torrey Pines. or that. Even if you yeah. don't. it's I go, this guy just exposed himself. Yes, he did. As a, as a cheapskate. <laughs> now, I don't know. Maybe those rooms are glorious, and he's the smart they one, aren't. and I'm not. Teenagers wouldn't fuck in those hotels. Motels. Come on. It's you go disaster. in there. Here's the only thing I say. Bring a toothbrush. Yeah. You probably need to bring your own bath towel and don't bring a blue light. Yeah. Do not bring a blue light. Because you're going to see a lot of dried up yak. <laughs> Goosh. Goosh. Uh. That's where they all. That's where they filmed those old Tom Byron movies. No right shit. Right there. We- God dang it. Were they charged per 10 minutes? Fuck. That's what they're doing in there. That's the right verb, kid. 
You hit that one out of the park like it was a wood fastball. That's where I stay. Jesus. That's what the guy said. You go, God dang, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. And McGuire would never oh, stay there. Oh, shit. I want to spank my monkey in that place. <laughs> they don't have a snack bar. <laughs> you know what I don't have there, Eddie? Uh, they don't have there? Those chili cheese Doritos we like. <laughs> we like. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that shit happened. But uh. again... Like I said, man, I'm not defending the dude, and I'm not pointing the finger at any of the can. I don't know how I would act if, if the guy's going crazy, right? Yeah. Everybody's filming you. Come on, you would have thrown a punch. Yeah. If the guy's charging at you, you're throwing a punch. Give him the old uh, Undertaker tombstone right yeah. there on La Mesa Boulevard. <laughs> but, but I just thought we should all know that people that are not, not family members, just business owners, were there last night yeah. and kind of... Helping put the pieces back together. And now look, he's he's out of jail tonight. They charged him with a couple of things and he's been released. Uh, the guy said, he goes, look, man, we got to get him help. He's not the guy that he was. There's a, uh, there's a cool Facebook page that I've always liked because it tells you different stuff going on in La Mesa. And La Mesa is a really cool place. I'm really stoked that I raised my kids there. And so you can imagine... This little Facebook page has been on fire all week because we yes. got craziness in the village. And uh, there were just a couple of people that wrote things about this guy and said, hey, look, while you're watching the news clip, this is the guy I've known for the last 10 years. And I, it just reminded me, like I said, of what my friend Cheech said a couple years back when he was dying, that everybody loves a tragedy, especially when it's not their own. And so, yeah, if you make a $25 donation to Jake's Projects, I will send you the picture of my sons. Perfect. Where they shop. It is still on my phone. Because if this guy goes fucking crazy again, well, then I'll release it. <laughs> With the tagline that I wrote myself, when Jack and Kay new, need a new suit, we go to Peter's in La Mesa. And hey, bring your mom. <laughs> but until then you're all class yeah until then and we hope that things get sorted out in the, and you know what dave yeah. i hope he doesn't i don't know i mean there are people that want to see him lose his yeah. business man i i don't i don't cheer for any of that shit i i just i don't see what the benefit would be that's not my decision to make either I'm not a business owner down there but i'm sure the i tan or the fucking edible arrangements or whatever else is up and down the block it, fuck you should be lucky that 90 more fucking pencil neck, you know, gawkers are walking up and down that block. Take them all in. Right. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to open up a stand on the corner and I'm going to start selling Peter's punch. <laughs> Peter's punch. You like genius. that? Sure genius. Do. Fucking genius. $5 a cup. There you go. I like it. And you it. want a little bit of uh, uh, old mom's medicine in yes. there. Six fifty. Six fifty for that. That's it. I like it. I like it. That's smart. If I was a bartender down yeah. there, you develop no Peter's shit. punch. You right? absolutely would. Yeah. That's that's fucking genius. All right, thank you. <laughs> I like my tagline, bring your mom. Yeah, I do too. That's what makes it right there. All right. So yes, as you can see, as I try to be nice, yes. the devil on my shoulder is like, just read the tagline, asshole. You, nobody believes you're compassionate. You fuck. 
<laughs> the angel's like, I'm proud of you, Jeff. I'm proud of you. Oh, shut up, you bitch. Read the tagline again. <laughs> All right, I got to ask you about Mookie Betts. Yes. Okay, so I got a couple different angles I want to ask you about. Yes. First of all, do you agree? Because I said this. You know what's funny as hell? I had this in my pin tweet for months. Okay. Padres need to trade for Mookie Betts. What you should have put and in I your just, pin tweet yes. before we get to Mookie Betts, I said this to Bernie Wilson last night who said, that's amazing. He can still go fuck himself. <laughs> I told Bernie Wilson, I go, this fucking Palais said like three times. I go, I don't know if he was joking, but you said it a lot. You go, this fucking team's going undefeated. And I just I just kind of dismissed it. Yeah, you it. sure did. No, I did. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not now. I don't remember shit, but I remember you saying it. Yes. And I told Bernie, I go, this fucking Palais called it. Before the season began. 100% you did. Full yep. credit. And Bernie goes, God damn. He goes, well, he can still go fuck himself, but that's pretty good. <laughs> And, and uh, okay, so but, go ahead. But do you remember bets. we talked about this on the show? Actually, I re-released, I retweeted out the day of the show. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about what do the Padres have to do in the offseason. Yeah, and I said they needed to trade for Mookie Betts. I think it's I think it's back in uh, October is when right. I, when I said it. But anyway, here's the deal. Forget about me. My question is, you as a Padre fan, mm-hmm. what does that fucking do for your team? Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. It shows the fans to me. I know Machado was a huge signing. Great. But I'm saying this right here changes everything. We talked about that stupid right. money line in, in Vegas that it was 83, 85 wins, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And now to say that you would have Mookie Betts in your lineup yeah. who just won MVP two years ago. Yeah. You got Betts. You got Machado. You got Tatis. Holy yeah. cow. It's a different story. Um, Now, the funny thing is I look at this from a Boston standpoint. Yeah. Will Myers is owed $60 million yeah. over the next three years. They're doing anything they can to get rid of Mookie. I get that. But they're also trying to get rid of David Price. Right. Yes. Now, the Dodgers had been linked to take both of them, and you can understand that. I I got to – Dave, I'm looking at it, and I know what the pods are saying. We can't take Mookie on and still be paying 30 and 20 and 20 and across the board. We, we just can't. We can't be paying whatever the fuck that would be. Right, they're David already Price paying. is owned about a hundred and two million dollars. Yeah, but Betts I, I, makes twenty seven million for for this year. Yeah, they're looking at it and going. We can't pay fucking a hundred and ten million to four guys. Yeah. We just can't. If I'm the Red Sox, I'm like, dude, I'll take Will Myers. I'll take Will Myers, and I'll I'll take my chances that he can hit in Fenway Park. But even if I can't, so what do you think they're? What do you think the Pods are asking to take the full Myers contract? The pods are asking for the full Myers contract. The Red Sox, from what I'm understanding, want you to take bets and price in return. Ooh. Plus, they, they want two minor leaguers from the Padres. They're but, asking but, for Gore. They're nope. asking for Gore. But they're asking for two very good minor leaguers. Well, if you're throwing price in, you're getting two mid-range guys. I mean, if I got to take price, too. And the, well, I'm just saying that's what they're asking. That's what the Red Sox are. Not saying they're going to get it. The Dodgers will walked away from it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is... As a fan, wait them out, and I think that's what everyone's plans are doing. Everyone's going to wait till the trade deadline to wait out the Red Sox. Yeah, and uh, while I would love to believe the Pods will still be in it at the trade deadline, I would think the Pods are looking at like maybe we can unload Myers, get bets, 
And if for any reason we're not in it, then maybe we can flip bets at the deadline and get a prospect better than the one we gave up and we're still clear of Myers' deal. Doesn't this deal sound like a trade that the Oakland A's would make? And when I say that is, remember the A's did this with Matt Holliday? Yeah. Everyone's like, what the fuck? Matt Holliday went to the A's? It feels and, like a and, deal the Cardinals would and, make. And so remember what they did was the A's, just like kind of what you said about bets, yeah. they, uh, they held on a Holiday. And said, "Hey, which team's in the race?" The Cardinals yeah. were the team in the race, and they ended up with like four big time guys in return. Yeah, I like to me. You know who would make sense on this deal without looking at their everyday eight? Like the guys who have been looking to make fucking impact moves are the White Sox. Yes, like that's the team I look at. But again, I'm not looking at their everyday eight. So, if you're the White Sox, you got to think your chances of resigning them aren't, aren't going to be great. Yeah, and that, that's the big deal. Whoever yeah. gets them thinks, what are my chances of re-signing them? Right. And and really, um, we're the Rangers in this deal, right? The Rangers. Where, where have the Rangers fucking been? Yeah, they're the guys looking for a star. Uh, Arenado, while the Rockies say he's not on the market, boy, it sure feels like he may still be on the market. He's on the market, and you almost have to get rid of him now because he's starting to trash yeah. the organization. Now... Uh, now, I don't know. I'm going to have to, by the time I get back here Sunday night, Sean Salisbury is a real good buddy of mine. And Sean is doing talk radio in Houston. Yeah. And I'm going to text him and say, what is the vibe of the fans towards the Astros? And would the acquisition of Mookie Betts make any impact on that team, right? Like, yeah. what if the Astros went out put a deal together? I don't know that they would. But I'm just kind of looking at some of the teams that make sense. And you go, yeah, I think, Dave, right now, the smartest play is don't panic if you're Preller and wait that team out because nobody has, I mean, apparently, I mean, White Sox have a really good one too, but your farm system is really, really good. And if the for once you can be the one holding the cards and wait them out. And if they come back and say, hey, we'll take all of Myers deal, but we want I mean, I saw tonight no gore, no patino, right? Yes, that's correct. So according to Dennis Lynn and the Athletic. But if they start saying, Hey, you know, I need uh fuck, I don't know. You want you want hedges? You want hedges in that deal? No, they don't want hedges. They got a young catcher already. They, aren't they do. Want, they don't. Yeah, they're they aren't going to want a catcher. Boy, he does not frame like Austin H. <laughs> well, you're going to need him if they go to these umpires that yeah. the computer's telling you what the strikes are. You don't need Austin Hedges for shit. Um, yeah, I would wait it out, but it's kind of cool that they're in on it. But I I like it more when you're in for longer than a one year deal. Yeah, and, and here's the deal. Who knows? As you said, if they wait till the trade deadline because they think they have a chance. I mean, last year. Basically, the trade deadline, they would have made that move because they were about yeah. a 500 team. They yeah. would they would have probably made the push for bets. I, also, you won't have to take – my guess is you won't have to take price in the middle of the year. Mm. Right now, you're going to have to take price. The, the, the Red yeah. Sox will know, shit, man, if we aren't basically making a run at the Yankees, we got to get something for this fucking guy in the next two months. Otherwise, that's half a salary load to be paid for. Yeah. And then you say, can we get something that we can at least use a guy that's a future starter for the Red Sox because well, they're, they're willing to let him walk out the door. And the other thing being, if you're the pods, you're getting a draft pick for him too, right? Yep. If he goes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. 
I like seeing so, him in. And, and, dude, you like, I mean, when his name came up, you had to get excited. As a Padre fan, you had to go, that's pretty cool. But it feels like it's a very lukewarm market for bets. And if Major League Baseball ever determines whether Chris Bryant has one year or two years left yeah. on his deal, that's the guy that fascinates me. Like, what about Bryant coming back here? I think a lot of people are saying, what about Bryant somewhere on the West Coast, right? What yeah. about Bryant with the Giants? What about Bryant with the Dodgers? What about Bryant with the Padres? Right. Like, that That would be pretty amazing. That would be pretty exciting, too. So, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, talked with Bernie for a long, long time last night, more about Pearl Jam than anything else. But I just, uh, look, I, I don't know what the inner workings are. It wouldn't shock me that Preller's trying to make moves, but it wouldn't shock me on the other end if the guys are saying, yeah, we're making moves, but I want Gore or Patino. I couldn't give less of a shit <laughs> about Will Myers or uh, you know Francisco Mejia or uh, Austin Hedges or any of these other dipshits you're trying. Margot, I don't Josh need Naylor. him. Yeah, I mean, Naylor's, nah. Naylor's not moving the needle. Margot, any of them. So, yeah. And then in that case, I understand why Preller's not making any moves. So, yeah. I, I don't really know, but my guess would be, Dave, the lack of activity you're seeing is not from lack of trying. A um, couple things. One is, this weekend, I'm going to ask you, am I crazy or does this make sense to you? Because All right. A couple, couple things that, that I'll ask you about just in, in my life. So, Saturday... My college roommate at San Diego State, so I've known him forever, okay? Mm -hmm. Known him longer than I've known my wife, is turning 50. Oh. Okay? He, he was there a few years before me, and he said, hey, why don't you move in and looking for a roommate? We became nice. really good friends. Lives in Los Angeles now, so he, he's celebrating his 50th birthday. Okay. Actually, today is the actual day. So I get this invitation saying, hey, I'm having a birthday in Gardenia. I'm like, fuck. Jesus. You, ever, you know where Gardenia is? Yeah. It's like next to Compton. Yeah, we've judged fights up there for uh, USA yeah. Boxing. And I've been like, there. So I'm like, fuck, fine. And I'd like you to, to come. And so oh, I'm like, shit. okay. So Send a car. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Here's the thing. So I'm like, fuck, man. I go, I got to go. He has a kid that's five years old. Never even seen his kid. I mean, All he, right. That's I, fun. And I'm like, God dang, I completely have let this guy down as a friend. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I said, I'm going to go. And then the invite says two things. Celebrating Ken and Ken's 50th and Jimmy's 44th birthday. Who and the fuck is this who guy? Who the fuck is Jimmy? Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck celebrates a 50th with another guy that you know? 44? 44 is just a random Hank number. Just, just get random, out of here. Just a random number. Yeah. What are we going to go to Boomers for Jimmy's? So I write him back and I go, who the fuck is Jimmy? And he writes back, don't fucking call him Jimmy. He fucking hates that shit. You call him Jim or James. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck he is. Yeah. Well, why does it say Jimmy on the invite? Yeah. And I said. And don't cuss at me. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like, now I'm pissed. And then I'm looking at the invite. And then it says, hey, there's no parking available. Make sure you Uber. Oh. Oh, really? Because it's going to be about $250 fucking dollars each way. <laughs> and now I'm like. That. Yeah. I'm like, God dang it. So I'm stuck. No, you're not. I'm I'm stuck in this fucking crazy stupid birthday. Nah, you're done. You know how you do it? What do you do? You tell him, A, uh, I feel like I've got this fucking uh I feel like I might be coming down with that flu from China. <laughs> that snake flu. 
And then, look, you already said you've been a bad friend of this guy, so yeah. just keep it going. Uh, Send the guy a fucking gift card to... to uh, JCPenney? <laughs> that's a great fucking call. That is a goddamn right. JC fucking Penny. Montgomery Ward. <laughs> the guy fucking David Jeff shirt. Oh, my God. And a bill and an invoice. Oh, my gosh. No, I was going to say send him like 15 bucks to Applebee's. <laughs> to Applebee's. <laughs> I found a rat in my cob salad. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, oh. send him that where he can go and he can get a really well done steak and he and he's gonna have to pay for his own fucking pink lemonade. Shit. Oh my god. This fucking Dave doesn't even get me a gift card that covers my beverage. Shit. No, you know what, Dave? I got one for you. Go ahead. Get him a fifteen dollar gift card to Golden Corral. <laughs> All you can eat. I don't and even that, I've never even seen a Golden Corral. There's one over in Al Cajon Is on Main right? Street. Shocker. Yeah, right? <laughs> Half a mile worth of desserts. I don't know. Or is that one of the casinos? Which one? I don't know. Dude, I, you give me you give me 10 bucks. I'll kick in the other five. And let's mail him a $15 gift card from Gold Corral. I like it. I like it. And, dude, you know what? You know what? I know exactly. $15 uh, gift card from Golden Corral. And goddamn, I know Dan Williams will bring me a copy yeah. of his book, Borrow Smart, <laughs> Repay Smart. Because, hey, hey, uh, what's your buddy's name? Ken. Hey, Ken. Sounds like you could use this. What the fuck's that mean? Dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a phone call away. D-dub. Here's, the worst, here's my worst move I ever pulled on this guy. And he's, uh, he is uh, honestly, yeah. he's, he's the nicest guy in the world. Well, Everybody, sound he's like he's the Ernie Martinez guy. Like, he's super nice. His birthday is a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, my God. So, you and I were in Arizona with, uh, we were, God, it was one of the first time we went. Alan Horton was yeah. with us. And we're doing spring training shows. And I remember we had to be in Arizona all week long. I had mm -hmm. to get back on the plane. And immediately, I knew I had to get in the car and shoot up to L.A. for his wedding. Okay. And I'm like, God, dude, I'm just beat to shit. I've been smoking cigars and drinking with Jeff all week, doing <laughs> shows. Fucking delirious, and I'm like, yeah. I really don't want to fucking land that on the land the plane and then fucking drive up to L.A. I get a call uh, that the that, that was like our last show from him. Yeah. Hey, she just broke off the wedding. She, she decided she's not going to marry me. The girl he was going to get oh, married. Oh wow! To. And in my head, my first thought was yes. That, yeah, <laughs> that was my first thought. I could get some rest. Yes, thank God. He was devastated. I felt terrible, but uh -oh. my in my head, my first thought was, whew. Yeah. Good for me. He, Dave, he's driving around his Ford Focus, just praying, just praying that Brian Adams, everything I do doesn't come on the radio because he's not sure he can contain his emotions. $15 gift card, Golden Corral, signed copy of Dan's book. Hey, Ken, heard you could use this. D-dub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be so fucking great. Jesus. You already said you're a shitty friend. You just did I am. I, I'm not as good of a friend to him as he is to me. 100%. Did he send you a book and a gift card for all you can eat? No, he did not. Prime rib? No, he, did, he absolutely did not. Yeah, uh, yeah Damn it. Completely blew it. All right, here's the other thing I was going right. to bring up to you. A buddy of mine uh, who's, and it's important when I say he's a black guy, okay? Oh, uh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'll get, I don't tell the see story. color. Well, you will on this story. All right. So he's been working at this place for years. Two daughters, great guy, breadwinner of the family. And on Monday, 
Martin Luther King Day, he gets fired. Whoa. And so as he's as he's getting fired and they're saying, hey, we're letting you go. And he, his numbers, he, you know, he's telling me his numbers. His numbers sound good. His salesman. Mm-hmm. The, he says to the owner of the company, hey, I got an idea for your suggestion box. How about stop firing black people on Martin Luther King <laughs> Day? Beautiful. <laughs> That's the last words he said. So I said, dude, I'm really sorry you got fired. But I go, fuck, that last line was hilarious. The, it, was, uh, it was absolutely great. Have a clue, right? Right. You don't do that at fucking a Martin Luther King Day, stupid. Uh, my Martin Luther King Day memory, I love when they replay the speech. That's the great memory because yeah. you're watching and go, man, that is a guy just in his moment and he fucking crushed it. And yeah. it's awesome. And should be mandatory viewing. I mean, not just on the day, but anytime. It's just, it's really great. But unfortunately, that's overshadowed by night that I was at Yogi's in Cardiff. Yeah. One of the great bars. I was there with a uh, girl I was hanging with at the time, Patty. You know Patty, Dave? Yes. We're sitting in the corner of the bar having a beer, and it's really kind of mellow. There's a blonde surf guy in Encinitas, like Cornell or Cornelius or something like that. People from North County will know him. And if Patty and I are kind of sitting, it was a big rectangle bar yeah and if patty and i are sitting at like seven o'clock for the bar cornell or whatever this dude's name is he's at like three o'clock and he's fucking hammered right yeah and it's a late sunday night and there's only like five people in the bar we're two he's one and whoever else and he gets up and he very slowly starts making his way over to us I say to Patty, what the fuck is this? And he gets over and he stops and he gives the hands like the, hey, get up. Get up. Yeah. I'm like, am I going to have to fucking drop this kid? Nope. He was nice. He gave me a hug right there in Yogi's. He said, hey, man, I just wanted to come over and tell you. It's a 100% true story. Get up. Get up. Gives me a hug. He goes, hey, man, I just wanted to say to you, happy black guy's birthday, Oh, bro. my God. Oh, my God. I happy, didn't know that <laughs> happy black guy's birthday, bro. Did you hug him? I was in the hug when he said it oh, to me. Oh, fuck. Jesus. There you that go. makes you 50% guilty. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought he was complimenting me on my future radio show. Hey, man, come on. Get up. Get up. Hey. Pat me on the back. <laughs> Happy Black Guy's birthday, bro. Oh, my God. Get the fuck out of here. You dick. <laughs> there was, there was a uh, guy who did sports updates for ESPN for years on ESPN Radio. I can't think of his fucking name. Dan Davis? Dan Davis. The Duke. The Duke. And Dan Davis is an old guy, and everybody knows who Dan Davis is. He, he was really professional, mm-hmm. for the most part, until yeah. this one day. And it was Martin Luther King Day. I remember. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember I was, it was early in the morning. I'm sitting here, like, brushing my teeth, and I got ESPN Radio on. And at this time, I was working with ESPN Radio, so I'm like, I got to go in in about 30 minutes and, and uh, start my work day. But I'm listening to, I think at the time, it was Tony Kornheiser yeah. who was hosting the show. It was when Colin Tony Coward. Tony Bruno, maybe? Yeah. No, it was Tony Kornheiser before Colin Coward oh, yeah, got yeah, that yeah. time slot. 
And he goes, Cleveland Cavaliers have fired head coach John Lucas. And a happy Martin Luther King Day to you, Mr. Lucas. Oh, Jesus. And it, yeah, he got fucking suspended for two weeks. Dude. <laughs> no editorials. Dude, I'll tell you, the next guy from ESPN going to get fired, and I'm guessing it's tomorrow. Who? Kendrick Perkins. Oh, shit. He's been a little bit toeing the line. What'd he do? Oh, my God. So if you look at Kendrick Perkins on Twitter today, there's a guy, Samari Johnson, okay, Asian guy. I'm looking at his profile right now. Okay. And basically, the, he, Samari writes to him through a series of, te- of email, excuse me, of tweets. Says, you sure uh, tweet a lot for someone who can't type well, he writes to Kendrick Perkins. He writes, this is not reading or writing class, Bruce Lee. Oh, shit. Yeah. Immediately oh, made it, shit. He immediately made it race. Kendrick Perkins will be out tomorrow. Guarantee ESPN will blow him out. God you, damn. You can't do that shit, stupid. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Fucks with people, And man. it's still up. I just went to it right now as we're talking to go, was this thing taken down because, fuck, ESPN has to look at all these tweets. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. People don't even know. No, I'm saying it's, it's just so dumb. fucking stupid. It is. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. God dang ridiculous, man. What the hell is going on? All right. All right. Before we get to uh, how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention some of the guys that helped this show go round and round. We'll start off with Brian Curry. Again, Brian Curry's your guy. He's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He won the President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker, top 1% internationally. Really good at what he does. He knows the community is better than anyone else. He wants to get you a brand new house next to that crappy motel we were talking about. <laughs> He will take care of you. Make sure in your neighborhood that you're proud to live in and you feel safe in. Again, Brian Curry is the only guy to talk to when it comes to real estate. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Have a buddy of mine who lives out of state call me the other day, and he was incredibly excited. He was fired up, and he's just a guy who's kind of a wise guy. We have a great relationship. Uh, buddy I've known a long time, but he was, like I could tell, he was sincerely fired up. I said, what's going on? And he said, man, I just bought my first house. And I'm telling everybody I know. And I go, yeah. And it was just that excitement. And it was the excitement that we talk about so often when it comes to Brian. When you ask, I ask, what's your HOA like? It's only 200 a month. You go, okay, good. Those are the things that matter. But the thing, Dave, that I took away, and it wasn't about HOAs or getting a key or signing papers or anything else. Yep. It's the genuine excitement that you get from being a homeowner and when you know you've got the right home that's going to be yours for the next 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. Yep. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have the right guys on your team, and I can't think of anybody better than Brian. And while I was in the village last night in La Mesa, and I bitch and complain about the drive from La Mesa up to North County. When I came here, I lived in Cardiff. From Cardiff, I moved to La Costa. And that's really where I made my home for a long, long time. But my kids were pretty much born and raised in La Mesa. And to me, that makes La Mesa home. And last night in the village, I'm like, God damn, man, this is where I'm coming back to. So we joke about all the different places that you want to go. The only Because my kids are going to be there. Yeah. And so when I go back, I go, yeah, this is cool. And when it's on the news and people are rallying around it, that's where it's going to be. But there's a lot of different options. There's a lot of different parts of La Mesa, good and bad. And that's why I'm going to have Brian on my side. And we'll go in. We'll find it. They're building a lot of new developments. But it's really, it's my kid's home. It makes it my home. And I can't wait. And you guys should do the same. Because I said to my buddy today, I go, I genuinely couldn't be more excited for you. 
And I said, I can't wait in about 14 months when I make the same phone call back to you. Find the excitement of being a homeowner. Do it the right way. It's the best purchase you'll ever make, and let Brian help you get there. Absolutely, and forget about anything else. The first call you're going to make is going to be to Alan Taylor and Taylor to May Pools because you're going to put that brand-new pool in your backyard. Alan Taylor is the guy that's been putting pools in people's backyards for more than 20 years. Guess what? Your backyard could be a staycation. That perfect pool is just around the corner. Make sure you take a look at the 3D designs with the virtual tours. Take the guesswork out of everything that you think you might need. Alan will walk you through the entire process. I'm going to tell you a quick personal story with uh, Alan mm, Taylor. As we man. have shared for the last two months, uh, Alan and Amy's child, Gavin, has been in the hospital on life support. We didn't think he was going to make it. It's been the biggest miracle I've ever seen. It's incredible. And he, so he, he, he comes out of basically being in a coma. I talked to him the other day. We're having a full conversation. Great. Told me a wild story. Now, I don't know what people's religious beliefs are, but mm -hmm. at, at the same time, I said to him, I said, hey, Gavin, do you remember the times that I, I came to visit you? Did you hear my voice? And he says, no, I don't recall. He goes, but I will tell you. He goes, I died. He goes, I was on the other side, he says. And he goes, I saw Jake. And so he goes, Jake and him knew each other. They were teammates on, on the California Bears baseball team. And he said, Jake told me, Gavin, you got to go back. You don't belong here. Whoa. So it's not your time. You got to go back. Whoa. And so, yeah, something else. And so he says, I got to let you know. And I said, what, what else did you see? He goes, it was much brighter over there than it is here. But he said, uh, he said, Jake, because I swear, because I talked to Jake and Jake says, it's not your time. You got to go back. How fucking great is How that? How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Alan and Amy owe you a lot right now. <laughs> That's a good point. Where's my free pool? Where's the fucking free pool? How about some fucking Labats down here? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Stock my refrigerator with Labats. Yeah. Fucking Jake's like, hey, come on. I got an extra C at the bar, but he didn't because he's got that Palais class running through his blood. I look forward to ice cold beer down here. That may be my influence on him, but you know what, Dave? I'll uh, I'll I'll drink those beers. Yes. But uh, if anybody asks me more than once, I'll reluctantly give you credit for that. <laughs> that I love that story. It's crazy, I love that isn't it? story. It gives me chills. Yeah. It's great. Um, I have exciting news. I have bad news, but I have exciting news. The okay. bad news is uh, you guys waited too long. And the Vera Bikini welcoming party for the TaylorMade pool. Sadly, we have to have a begin date. We have to have an end date for all of these promotions. And sadly, for the first seven that signed up, you guys are all in. You're ready. But I had eight other spots, and you guys snooze, you lose. But it doesn't mean you won't still love having a TaylorMade pool. It's going to be absolutely gorgeous. I was showing friends the website the other night, and they said what I've always said. God, these guys are really incredible at what they do. I said within the next 14 months, I will be buying a house in La Mesa. I plan on having a tailor-made pool put in, either a brand new one or a remodeled one. And my friend Steve lives in Arizona, Dave. confirmed for us tonight at the housewarming party. You'll be there. I'll be there. And guess who else will be there? Who? Former Playboy Playmate of the Year, Terry Wells. Yeah. I can't wait, Steve. <laughs> thank you in advance for setting that up. I couldn't be more excited. Terry Wells is a goddamn treasure. Yes. An icon and as pretty as a peach. And I look forward to that. So if you get an invite, I'll tell you that guy, uh, Joe in Carlsbad, who got his feelings hurt today because Mike Costa 
put two guys to sleep. I'm sorry. You were number one on the list, but guess what? That's me crossing your name off the list. You're out. You're out. Steve Woods, I don't like the way you talk to Dave on, on uh, social media. If you apologize, I'd love to have you there. You're a brother until that time. You're off the list, too. Who's next? You made the list. That's all. You better just hope that you hear those words. You made the list. And Alan Taylor, thank you. Thank you for those cold beers. Thank you for being family. Thank you to Gavin for being already the best story of 2020. Yeah. And thank you for bringing Terry Wells into my life. <laughs> I also want to mention Dan Williams. Jeff has brought up his name already. Dan Williams is a guy to put it into your financial struggles. I don't know what you're waiting for. This is the call to make. Could be the most important call you make. Call Dan Williams right now. He'll get you out of debt. He'll put a plan together for you. And he'll let you know everything you need to do throughout 2020, especially with tax season just around the corner. Now is the time to give Dan a call. 858-688-6813. 858 858- Six eight eight six eight one three. Boy, I'm going to need Dan sooner rather than later. I've been incredibly cocky about my finances, but today was the day that Pearl Jam tickets went on sale. And yep. We'll get into this story in a second. All I know is that a credit card that is leaking blood like old school Jerry Quarry just got fucking smashed again today when I had to write a check to Eddie Vedder <laughs> and I lay out the chase card. Now, the great thing is... This is why Dan Williams is the man. Yep. Because while other people were whining and complaining, I couldn't get in. Tickets are too expensive. Dan's like, hey, I'm in. Are we pre-partying, post-partying, or both? You know what box I checked? Both. My finance guy's at Pearl Jam. He's not sitting around hoping Luke Bryan shows up with his bullshit. Dan's there jamming out, and you should be too. Look. Everybody needs to have a finance plan. And you know why I could put four Pearl Jam tickets on a credit card that's leaking water bad? Because the things that I have learned from Dan's book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart, tells me that very, very soon I will be back where I want to be. And it was a risk that I could take today, even though there's a part of me that gets nervous by it. But it's the risk I took because it's something I really want to do with my sons. But it's the lessons that I've learned from Dan. And as you get ready to buy a house or get your financial life in good standing, uh, SanDiegoLending.us slash Dave Jeff. Get the book, Borrow Smart, Repay Smarter. Be Dave's friend whose birthday he doesn't want to go to. (laughs) We can get you one there for free. But all kidding aside, when you have a solid benefit like a financial plan in place, it allows you to do things like I did today where you kind of stepped outside your comfort zone and you put something on your credit card that you may not want to do, but when April rolls around and my sons and I are going to that show and I'm out of debt because I followed the plan Dan put in place, uh, I'll be incredibly excited and you will be as well. Absolutely. 858-688-6813. And finally, Kyle Fluger, don't forget the perfect website is just around the corner. You know you need it. Your business needs it. You aren't getting the traffic you need. Kyle can fix your problems at 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Couldn't have been more proud. Earlier this week, out with a couple of friends, and we were talking about websites, 
And man, I could not pull up my phone and go to DaveAndJeffShow.com fast enough. I could not be more proud of the site that uh, Kyle put together for us. And you can see it for yourself when you look at our site. But here's the most important thing. I talked to Kyle tonight, and he wanted to pass along his sincere gratitude to all of you that have reached out after the loss of his father. He told me, Dave, one of the coolest things I've ever heard, and it, it would apply for you, it would apply for me, and I think it applies for any of us that are fighting challenges in our life when it comes to dealing with grief. And what Kyle told me tonight, and I told him I'm going to share this on the show, he said, you know, Jeff, he said there's two buckets. And he said there's two buckets right next to each other. And he said the first bucket is filled with the grief and the heartache and the pain and the tears that come with this. And he said, slowly but surely, I'm trying to empty that bucket out. But he said, some days I feel like I'm getting close and other days it feels like that bucket's overflowing. But he said, the bucket that's next to it is filled with the love and the support that I have from you, from Dave, from the audience and so many of our friends. And he said, that bucket has been overflowing ever since people found out what happened to my dad. And he said, while that second bucket can't empty the first, it sure helps in keeping things balanced. And he said, that's how I try to look at it. He said, I'm trying to manage what's going on in the first one while having a deep appreciation for all the people that are overfilling the second one. And I said, man, I absolutely love that. I thought it was brilliant. It's something that I'll try to keep in mind, Dave. I know you'll try to keep in mind. But uh, on this show, for all of you, anybody who tunes into this for a minute or an hour or a week, a month, a year, friends or family here. We say it every day, friends or family, and uh, Fluke's going to be a bigger part of our family, and we just couldn't be more proud of him, and he's doing a great thing. His wife is over in Kenya right now doing great things for the people of Kenya. I mean, that's who the Fluger family is, and uh, he just wanted to pass his gratitude along to everybody it's a slow fight. Um, he's doing his best. Some days are better than others. Dave, you know how that goes. I know how that goes. But uh, he just couldn't be more thankful, and I told him I couldn't be happier to pass that message along. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Before I get to uh, how old are they, how much they worth, tell me about Pearl Jam. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't know. Dave, do you have, all kidding aside, do you have bands left that are on your your bucket list? No, I don't. Groups that you have to see? No. This was it. Pearl Jam was it for me. And that, to the best of my knowledge, like I, I really think this was it. Uh, Eddie Vedder, as you guys know, is from San Diego. My you know I shouldn't school. say that. I don't mean to cut you off. I, I I never saw Kiss. Oh, I did. Okay, I've never seen Kiss. Very fun. Um, I'm trying to think which one. I never saw Ozzy. Oh, I know. I didn't see Ozzy. Never saw ACDC. Oh, that's a good one. That's and a good one. I, and I never saw Captain Antonio. Nope. I fucked her, but I didn't see her. <laughs> what? I love the ACDC call. That's yeah. a great one. Yeah, that's a great one. That would have one. been number one for me. Yeah. my The late, great Ronnie James Dio. I loved him. Scorps. All those old school, right? <laughs> but, uh, but Pearl Jam was one for me that really, for a while, like I wasn't that big a fan, but it's kind of like in the last few years, I've, I've kind of become a bigger fan. And then... Knowing people at San Diego and knowing the impact yeah. that he's made on our school on the last couple of years and not doing it for attention, um, that was kind of it. I was saying um, one of my closest friends, Scott King, 
uh, introduced me years ago to a guy who was a couple years ahead of me at San Diego named Jack Hamblin. And, and I knew Jack a little bit in school, an amazing guy. And Jack has a great friendship with Eddie Vedder, which has allowed him to go to Chicago uh, for the World Series and shoot baskets at Boston Garden and do a lot of fun things. And Jack's a successful really guy. Cool. We've, we've talked about him on the show. Yeah. But there's an incredible video that is on YouTube of Pearl Jam at Madison Square Garden. And Eddie Vedder tells the story that he will never be better, that Jack, his friend Jack loves him as a singer, but unfortunately Eddie's always number two behind Michael McDonald. And you can see Pearl Jam singing Take It to the Streets uh, for uh, a guy that I knew yeah. uh, in tribute for his birthday. Like, that's kind of cool. So um, I got, they did a really cool thing, Dave. They did a thing with Ticketmaster where you had to be a verified ticket buyer before you could buy seats today. And what that meant was last week, and if you noticed, I didn't say shit about it on the podcast. Yep. You had to go into Ticketmaster. You had to sign up for an account, and you had to pick two or three shows that you wanted to go to. So you did that. Okay. Last night, I was told, hey, if you're chosen to buy tickets, you'll get a pre-sale code uh, later tonight. Last night, I was notified you've been selected for the pre-sale. Here's the code. But it didn't guarantee you that you were getting in. So now you're like, fuck, man. All right, I'm part of it. This is the only band I got left I want to see. Here we go. 10 to 10 this morning. You sign up on Ticketmaster. You get in. And I was really lucky, man. It got through, and I was able to buy four tickets. Awesome. At the end of the day, it was 500 bucks. Okay. For four tickets. But it's at Vieja Serena. I would probably be, if the stage uh, is kind of to the right, I'd probably be... Um, just past the 50 yard line, we took the back row because it was only bench seating available. And I took the back row. So we'd have that cement wall behind us yeah. four on the aisle. When I went to the Rolling Stones, I had invited a buddy of mine to go and I really had wanted to take my son, Jack. I wanted to take my son, Jack to the stones and then take my son, Cade to the who, to the who I wanted to do a father yeah. something. But I let emotions get the better of me, and I invited a buddy of mine that had been through some health situations, and I thought, you know what? He needs a night out. I'm taking him to the Stones concert. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. It was the right thing to do. Right. And then the day of the show, he said to me, hey, man, I'm stuck in Long Beach. I haven't had a car for a year, and I was embarrassed to tell you, and I basically had to fucking eat that ticket. And it legitimately bothers me to this day that – I just got kind of fucked and Jack would have loved it. And I knew that going in. And so for this show, I'm taking Jack and Kate, but I also know my sons and I know my sons and I had that fourth ticket. And while really my heart said, Hey, bring Nina Hartley. She would like to go to the show. Yeah. Uh, I'm not bringing Nina Hartley. I'm not bringing Kate Parker. Or any or Vera. Okay. I'm taking Jack and Cade's mom. Okay. I thought you were going to say you were taking your friend who didn't make the Rolling Stones concert. Fuck no. I already bought that fucking guy a ticket. I'm not bringing him shit. Yeah, out of your fucking mind? What's the matter with you? Come on. Sober up over there. Sorry. So, so, I thought uh, I was going through a tough time. Well, fuck. 
Yeah, so am I. I'm at 150 bucks for a Stones concert that I didn't get to go to with my son. No fucking pity party here, kid. Oh, Jesus. What? So, uh... I didn't realize we played strike one, you're out. Yeah, well, that's how it works around here. (laughs) You ever heard the saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? There's no fool me twice in this fucking dojo. Um... So yeah, I'm excited, but but I have a I have a really great relationship with my ex-wife, yeah. which I'm really proud of. And so I called her yesterday and I said, "Hey, where are you at on Pearl Jam?" Because I said I think I have a chance for tickets tomorrow. And she goes, "Oh man, you know." She goes, "I I like them, but not enough to go." She goes, "When is that? I go? It's a Monday night, right after spring break." She goes, "Oh man, thanks." She goes, "That." I might have a trial going and just a lot going on. I said, okay, well, I just want you to know I'm taking Jack and Kate. Like, I'm going, and if they're late to school the next day, I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm cashing this in, and they're going. And she starts dying laughing, and she goes, A, okay. Yeah. And she goes, B, uh, you understand what I'm saying when I tell you that that's going to be a really great night, and I would like to be a part of it. Cool. And I go, oh, so you didn't want to hang with me? And she starts die laughing. She goes, that's not what I mean. I go, no, 100%. She goes, yeah. She goes, that. Cool. She goes, I'm in. And I said, plus, it's close to your birthday. I'll take you for your birthday. And, and yeah. I go, and Jack and Cade want you to go. So my sons are incredibly excited, and she's excited in the whole thing. And so, yeah, we got in. Um, but the great thing is I have the next day off. And they have to go home because they have school and she's got work. So me, Dan, Bernie, Stevie Woods, and whoever else is going, uh, I told Bernie, we're either going Chico Club or we're going somewhere (laughs) in La Mesa. But everybody who's ever going to Pearl Jam that night, we'll find details as we get closer. Um, There'll probably be a post party. Now, Steve Woods said to me last night. Is he taking the day off the next day too? I don't know. I mean, he should. Come on. It's about time he lives. been scheduled just one fucking time. Yeah. Um, he said to me that 97.3 is going to do a Pearl Jam roundtable. Like, just talk about Pearl Jam. I thought it's a really cool idea. And he goes, hey, we may do it Monday night. And I said, well, Monday night I'm with my sons. But he goes, we may do it this Sunday night before the show. Are you in? I go, fuck, I would love to do that. Cool. So if that comes together, and I appreciate Adam and, and Steve and those guys keeping me in mind, um, if they do it Sunday night, I'd love to. But if not, we'll we'll let you know on Monday night. But for me, Dave, it's just uh, they're kind of that one band that was left to kind of check the box yeah. for, and I'm I'm stoked to go, and I'm really, really – I just said to my sons tonight, I go, look, man, on shows like this, I'm just fucking taking you. I'm just taking you, and that's where it's going to be. I do have a quick story about um i have a friend who happens to be 12 years old who uh was sharing with me tonight that there's a girl that he likes and he may take her out i said oh wow yeah that's pretty cool what's this girl's name uh lily i said oh that you know that's cool yeah i go to school with her and you know i have some money in the bank and i i don't know i maybe um Hit all these different ideas. Golden Corral. uh, Not Golden Corral, but lunch. Talked about lunch or, you know, I I don't know that a movie, but there's a hamburger place or a taco place. So the whole thing. I said, look, he goes, yeah, my my buddy, 
tells me that this girl really likes me. And I, I go, you like her? He goes, yeah, she's cool. But then he dropped this line on me. He said, uh, I know she's also going to Helix. And I said, okay, well, that's cool. He goes, well, I'm going to Helix. And time is on my side. <laughs> and he said, let's say I'm playing football there and I'm one of the better players on Helix. Yeah. I go, okay, no problem. Number one team in the state. But, hey, yeah, we got it. Okay. <laughs> you immediately walk in. And he goes, and, um, you know, one of the smarter guys in school, I, I think I got a pretty good chance that she'll go out with me. And I said, cool. I go, well, I like that. But I go, don't leave opportunities on the table. I go, why don't you get through middle school? He goes, well, I know. I got to get through middle school, and then I'll be good. I said, look, why don't you just, I go, do you guys go to lunch at the same time? He goes, yeah. I want you to just ask her if she wants to, you know, have lunch. Just, hey, you want to sit together at lunch? And I go, just do me a favor, right? Don't talk goofy sports stuff or Right? He goes, no, I don't think she likes sports, but I'm thinking when I play football at Helix... That she will. She'll come to the games. I said, well, that's great. This isn't the same friend that promised a 50-point game when his career I was That's four. exactly my same friend. <laughs> so <laughs> so I said to him, I go... He goes, but I, <laughs> I think she likes me. I kind of get the vibe that she likes me, but I'm not sure. And I said, well, what's she like when you talk to her? He goes, oh... I've never said a word to oh, her in fuck. my life. Oh, fuck. I go, well, okay. I go, you may <laughs> want to start there. That may be step one. Before you look ahead to your high school football career. Yeah, putting the cart before the horse. Right. And so I talked to this friend of mine's mom, and I said, hey, you aware of this? And she goes, oh, yeah. He goes, she... and." The thing is, the mom and me do not do anything to make light of it or do anything else because this friend of ours is 12. Yes. And I like that he is open and yes. candid enough to share the story with me, and I hope that keeps going. And uh, his mom, God bless her, said, uh, I go, well, what would you think? He goes, I told her what Wayne Gretzky said. You miss a thousand percent of the shots you don't take. And he said, I told her what I told him what my dad used to say. And he said, my uh, my dad's approach was go up and ask the prettiest girl out, because a lot of times those girls are not asked yes. out and they're home. Yep. And she may say no, but she's she might say yes. And that's worth the risk. And I said, well, that's really cool. I said, I'm glad you're doing that. Good. But that was my conversation today. Well, what's she like when you talk to her? Well, I've never had a word with her. <laughs> and I go, well, that doesn't shock me. <laughs> so, uh, that, was, that was awesome, man. So, uh, And he said, you know, my friend Kevin's kind of running everything, and he's telling me... Uh, you know, that this is going to happen and that'll be great. But he's already working on plan B of plan A. I was like, whoa, whoa, hang on. And just hang out. So That's hilarious. Yeah, that's what happened today. Good. All right, so I'll keep Good. you in the loop yeah, on that. Yeah, keep me in the loop on that. All right, we're going to play the game. How old are they? How much are they worth? Now, I thought the show was going to be different days. So I wrote like three different days down. So I'm taking the top five most famous people over the last three days. That's fine. 
Okay, so we're going to start off with guys that I think you'd be interested in. We're going to start off with Sam. I'm sadly not interested in guys, but I'd be fascinated to guess. I'm just kidding. Sam Cook. Oh! How old would Sam Cook be? Died in 1964. This is incredible. 64. Hmm. God damn, man. We, I just, my sons and I drive around with the best of Sam Cook. It's so fucking good. And if you have Netflix, watch the murder of Sam Cook. He was so, such an amazing guy ahead of his time who owned his own publishing company, who 100% was fucking murdered. Uh, I mean, in a motel was set up by people that wanted his money that he wasn't going to give away. God one of my all-time favorites, along with Jackie Wilson. I'm stalling because I'm trying to do the math in my yeah. head. Because how old was he when he died? I think he was around 33. I'm going to say he was 34 when he got killed in 64. That makes he's born... Is he 90? 89. He was 33 when he died. Uh, God damn. God, I'm telling you, man. The best of Sam Cook is just awesome. And that... I just when my sons dig it and they're twelve, like it's yeah. not not every song. It's like any song, but I mean, you go listen to a change is gonna come. Whoo! Wow, wrote it, did everything. I mean, it, you probably heard it a lot. Yep. With Martin Luther King Day, but I mean, having a party. God dang! They use that song, the one you just mentioned, in uh, Malcolm X. Yeah, change is gonna yeah. come. God. Do you uh, do you know how much he's worth? Uh, you know what, Dave? By by today's numbers, it would be incredible because he owned his licensing and publishing, and like that's what the story has always been. I'm really shocked that a movie hasn't been made about his yep. life because he was such an incredible guy. Came up with a gospel background, came up through the church, was a smart, incredibly smart businessman, and then was killed in a motel. Uh, down Figueroa, like down at the worst part of Figueroa. And he had been at a bar with friends. They tell the story and they'd been out. Look, Sam liked to dip his wig. Sam liked chicks. But a chick came and sat with him at the bar and he told friends that he was okay. And the feeling amongst friends was that he liked having fun, but he was so, so smart. And they feel like he may have been drugged. And this woman, they went to this shitty motel at the end of Figueroa, and she, he always carried cash. He carried cash everywhere she went, and she was robbing him, taking his money. And he, like, chased her down into the lobby, and the woman in the lobby shot him and killed him. Um, but he owned all those songs, Cupid, right? All those songs I talked about, he owned all of it. But again, what the money was in the 60s to where it is today, or night and day, God what he was worth then or what he'd be worth now? He says right now, how much is Sam Cooke worth? Oh, well, if the numbers are right, it's got to be at least 50 million. Okay, so it's 5 million. So oh, maybe yeah. it was back then. I mean, look at the, again, I would just say for anybody, look at the songs that he wrote, produced, and performed, and you would love to have, it's not the Beatles, it's not Michael Jackson, but if somebody gifted you the Sam Cooke Library, you're yep. living pretty large. Amazing guy. All right. I can't believe a movie hasn't been made about his life. Next one, Michael Hutchins. Oh, shit. Another guy. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I just named guys that I thought you'd be interested in. So I was, Michael uh, Hutchins died in 1997. Yes. I saw him in 1996. 
down in San Diego, and he laid on his back the entire, yeah. most of the night. Shut up! <laughs> I'm trying to tell you a story. I saw him in person as well. And we're like, shut the fuck up. Who was, the, who was the opening band? Do you remember? Mm, good question. I think for me it was uh, Steel Pulse. Oh, wow. No, and it's funny. A friend of mine was having a bad day. It's funny you say Michael Hutchins. I sent him the song from uh, Lost Boys. Yeah. Good time. With uh, Michael Hutchins and the guy who sounds just like the lead singer of ACDC. God damn, Michael Hutchins lost in what year? Died in what year? 1997. 97. Fuck, man. I'm going to say he's 50. Uh, I want to say 57, but I'm going to pull back and say 56. 60. Really? Yes. I don't know how many of those songs he wrote, so I'm going to say he's worth $14 million. <laughs> $1 million, it says. He, he, he was a train wreck, they said at the end. Well, and that's the thing. We saw him down kind of like where you think of like the Princess yeah. Hotel. I don't even know what the fuck that is over there. What okay. is it? Yeah. Shelter Island? I guess that's Shelter Island over there. And it was an outdoor venue, kind of I feel like just west of the airport. And he was a complete train wreck. And then he died. And I'm telling the friends I went with, oh, man, what a tragedy. They're like, you ripped him all night. <laughs> don't act like you're all heartbroken. That's true. You did. You've always ripped him for half-assing it. Yeah, God, though. But those dudes were that, so good. Is that good. one of the worst ways to die, the way he died? Trying to blow himself? <laughs> I thought he hung himself while jerking off. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can die from trying to blow yourself. <laughs> That's costing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just think, like, I don't really think there's a good way to die, right? No, but Unless that's, that's you're, embarrassing uh, as shit. Like, you were doing what? What was he doing? Matthew McConaughey said, didn't Matthew McConaughey say, McConaughey say that his dad was fucking? Yeah. And he died that way? Yeah, but that's not a bad way to die. No, I'm yeah. saying there's no good way to die. But I'm like, well, McConaughey's dad went out and he just threw a sheet over him and he was still yeah. raw tired. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that'd be all right. How many ways where you go, well, that, uh, that's a good way to die. All right, we'll go uh, sports birthday here. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon. Uh, dang. 58. 57. 57. $75 million? $200 million. God damn. Oh, my gosh. All right, so here's their last one for you. Okay. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I'm saved by the bill. Yeah. Oh, I know who she oh, is. I know you do. You don't need to qualify it. Um, I think we're going to say she's 45. 46 is what she is. Well, 46. She, I didn't look her up on how much she, let me see how much she's worth real quick. Um, they're bringing that show back. You excited? No. <laughs> is, are they bringing back uh, the dude that loves the, uh, Slater, the dude that loves the Chargers? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. He was a grand marshal of the Hollywood parade, so his schedule's pretty buried. <laughs> All right, mm. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, how old do you say she is and how much is she worth? Well, you told me. I told I you 46. For, yeah, 46. Okay. How much 14, is she worth? 14 million. $10 million. God damn. I thought she was like a TV show on one of those channels, like do-it-yourself channels or something. I thought she had a show and cookbooks and everything. Ah, fuck, she might. I don't know. 
I don't know. She's. Uh, I remember when when she. Okay, we were at KFMB. Yeah. We had some real fucking perverts in that place. Yeah, we did. Because I remember there was a picture of her. I mean, she's 46 now. Yeah. So maybe she was. But there was. Do you remember there was this photo shoot for like Maxim or one of those magazines? Yes. And she's pretty much in like a sheer top. Yeah. And it was pretty crazy because she had a. I mean, she was the girl next door. Yeah. But goddamn, these guys. I saw that at KFMB in the newsroom. Yeah, that's right. Like, but not like you know. You know the other person they had up besides her was was uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I remember those two were always up. But this was on like a computer screen. Oh boy. Yeah. Jesus. Probably like dial up. <laughs> um but yeah, they're bringing that show back. It's funny you say that. You just I don't know, man. You think back. The other thing that I remember? Yeah. You can't do this today. Remember new guy? Yes. Okay. I don't even know if I could say this on the show, Why but not? I'm going to say it. So new guy was at Star. And during that time, I mean, it's amazing how far the world has come, but that's when the whole controversy was out because Ellen DeGeneres was coming out yeah, on her show. That's right. And as you watched her get that award, I think at the Golden Globes or wherever, and she talked about how incredibly difficult her life was, and now look where she is. She's killing it. But she was on the cover of Time magazine and she was like on the ground, kind of like knee crossed over the other knee. And the headline was, yes, I'm gay. And fucking KFMB, they took the That's new right. they took the new guy's right. picture right. and cut it out and put it over Ellen's face. And they photocopied like 200 fucking things. Yes. And no matter where you walked in that building, you walked to the men's room, above the urinal, in the lunchroom, the recording studio, every time there was the new guy telling you, yes, I'm gay. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, no HR department. None. None. I'll tell you this, too, about that fucking place. Since they're going dark, we will got to come in and tell KFMB stories one night. So there was a guy that worked at KFMB that had been a producer. And... We had, we had, like, they were like the original research group. We had, like, a research group of all these kids that were, like, college-age kids, like, 18 and 22, and this girl ran the uh, the research group. And so they would call around, you know, what do you, what do you think of Channel 8 or what do you think of uh, Star? Uh, occasionally, they'd get to fucking KFMB, right? 760, but the girl who ran that department was Asian. Yeah. Do you remember this shit? I sure do. And so this guy who was a producer said, hey, you know what I've heard about Asian girls? Right? Remember that? Yes. He said, it's slanted. Jesus. Body part. Yeah. Uh, We all get it. Okay. So I don't, I never heard him say it. I wasn't yeah. there when he said it, but somebody heard him say it and tells the girl who's the director of the research group. Yeah. And she said, well, let's fuck with him. And so she went into a room 
and read him the riot act. And he basically started crying because yeah. he really genuinely liked her. And it's one of those stupid things that people do when you're trying to be funny and you say something incredibly dumb and stupid. And now she's reading him the riot act and she's saying, you're getting fired. I know you just bought a house. You're done. He's just crying. And at the end, it's like, hey, you're punked. Ah. And then the fucking tape is played for everybody yes. at KFB. Yes. <laughs> and nobody along the line goes, whoa, hang on. <laughs> nobody. Nobody did. I mean, look, I didn't. And we're just like, what? Like, what? Yeah. Hey, let's just bring this down to H. <laughs> Listen to him. He's going to start crying. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. It's completely true. Go ahead. What are you going to say? I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, it was the boss who played the tape to laugh at him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the guy that but, should have fired him. But at this guy's bachelor party. Oh, shit. Yeah, I know this story, too. He got so fucked up that his pants came off. <laughs> and she said to him on this tape. Hey, I've seen that picture. You're not anybody to make jokes about genitalia. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I remember that. Now, listen. She, it was unbelievable. She was amazing and a rock star. And credit to her that they had known each other for a long time. Yes. And she just, she owned him. Yes, like, she he, she, he just, he was, I know he was genuinely embarrassed by his actions and he was like, he didn't have any trouble with that tape being played because he knew he really fucking yeah, overstepped sure. his oh, boundaries. Sure, yeah. But yeah, like I just think about that place and I'm like, oh, it was a family owned business and it was so great. And oh, if you're the new guy, there were 900 pictures up <laughs> saying that you were gay. <laughs> and if you were a producer, you were told, hey, you better not be making any jokes. <laughs> Crazy shit, man. With that place, when that place goes yes. away, we'll uh, we'll have to do a KFMB night. By the way, speaking of KFMB, and then I'm done, Dave. Uh, I believe it's February the 13th is the night. Kyle Kraska is again having his blood drive. We are cool. going to try to find a night when we can get Kyle in here to tell the story. But that blood drive for what he does for the for San Diego. Remember, Chargers used to have a huge one uh, blood drive each and every year. They're gone. They don't do it anymore. And Kyle's is incredibly popular. He sent me a text, and I said, I'd absolutely love to have you back. Dave would love to have you back. But um, we just want to mention the fact that uh, you can sign up, find Kyle's page or, or Channel 8, and also go to jakesprojects.com. Dot org. Uh, org. Excuse me, jakesprojects.org, so you can get the Jake's Projects T-shirt. Two things we always want to mention. Check those out, and... Uh, I think I'm done. All right. We'll be back on Sunday. See ya. Okay. Good deal. It's not.
So long.